0: So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. It's improv. It's improv. It's always improv. Hello!
3: We are here, we are live. Uh, you know, always almost there, HF Pod, Great Beyond, to boost Tour Recap. Very, very excited uh, to be back for the second one um, after another awesome show. Last night in uh, Lowell, uh, we've got a few people who were there, a couple people who were not. We've got special guest Tamara uh, down there with Joey. Um, yeah, we've got, we've got Danny, Danny Rosewoods from AAT making um, a, a rare appearance on live. We're very happy uh, to have him today. Um, this is also the first time that uh, multiple, always almost their hosts have been in a room together for a podcast. So uh, a momentous occasion, uh, if you will, Um, and very, very exciting. Um, Before we get started, quick word from our sponsor. Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by Averzio Wellness. Uh, Averzio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. With a wide range of health benefits, Averzio Mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties in their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that Averzio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Averzio mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order and ships anywhere in the US or Canada. Exciting stuff. Yes, mushrooms. So how's everyone doing today?
0: Fantastic. Excellent. It's very
4: loud here. I apologize. <laughs> there, for anyone
3: for anyone curious, uh, Tamara and Joey are currently in line uh, at Mohegan. They are are uh, their boots on the ground at the venue. Um, RJ back there has got his co-hosts, um, his his wonderful children, who we are going to hear from hopefully uh, in a little bit because you know they also watched the show so. They've got to have You're some free. opinions. They've got to have some You're opinions. Free. So, um, you know, also, yes, uh, you know, we'll mention this again later.
4: And we're live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you cut out a little bit. Oh, start. Throws. do you want to get
4: on? Dude, we oh, got so many, a bunch of rail riders want to be on the podcast. Well, okay.
3: We can start, we can, let's start talking about last night. Uh, you know, goose set opens with this sick drive into echo combo. Um, I think from the get go, at least from my perspective uh, where I was directly Trevor side um, energy seemed way higher last night than in Portland uh, just right off the bat. You know, it was cool having them jump right into like 17, 18 minute uh, long jam off the bat, but it was really, really fantastic. Oh, hi. There's my family. Hey, there's family. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi, Storm family. Hey. Hello.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I agree. Having been in Portland um, on Wednesday and then watching last night from home, thought that um, yeah, energy, at least coming out from, from the get-go, was great. A drive is always a, a wonderful opener, proper spot for it. Um, yeah, and they sort of just – jumped right in. I mean, got through the composed section and sort of jumped off uh, and landed in a wonderful space. The last sort of five minutes, I I sort of have been calling it out kind of almost like a no quarter vibe. Um, Peter sort of was playing, you know, using uh, sounded like road, but basically like roads. I don't know if that was the, the, um, the vibe that he was using during that section, Ryan, but um, yeah, just beautiful space, very sort of haunting and kind of let it breathe, which you don't get from an opener. So beautiful drip into echo too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the I gotta say that that transition was was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That was definitely like a nice, really nice segue. Um can I just say something just because we talked about this about the first show, the Portland show, about the the uh turbulence and Atlas Dogs openers. And I'm I'm like a huge fan of that. And I, I just wanna say for the record, and I'm curious. Daniel and Joey and Ryan and Neil what you guys think but um and tomorrow of course sorry i want to know what you guys think about that like, i to me goose is like maybe this is going to be sacrilege to say but like uh, goose is like all about the songs to me like good
1: songwriting you're saying
0: yeah like and like them playing turbulent like i think turbulence is a great song i know it's like an old it's not a new song but like it's it's yeah. great the singing's great the structure is great like it's a great song and i just i love their songs and i think of course I love like the 20 minute jams but like to me it's a it's what makes them different is these like awesome songs they're just really good at writing and they're really good at performing them and like you know first and foremost the singing but I'm not going to argue with the community, but...
4: Yeah something I noticed was I think Atlas Dogs was without the normal jam and Echo of a Rose was was without that like secondary jam too which like I guess you got ninety minutes. It's an opening set. You want to kind of get through the first couple songs, but I mean, the drive was enough. I mean, we were on the rail. Like it, based, the lights were blinding us right from the get go. So like, where night one was kind of a slow rise, like constantly going up. This was just heaters the entire time. So it was, it was nice to see that dynamic.
3: Hi, Greg. Greg. What's Greg. Up, Greg,
4: you're awake. Ryan. Greg.
2: Ryan. 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 Hey, everybody. <laughs> <How's it going? laughs> um, happy Saturday, y'all. Uh what did I miss? We're talking about the drive into Echo. Yeah, okay. You're here for some time. You're right so, to wow. talk about oh, the opening. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Um great. Where, cool. where were yeah. you for the drive into the Echo? Good drive. Um, I was I was during drive kind of wading through um the Velvet Sea that is the mill city lowell um super rainy outside and there was a really long line um but got inside for uh for echo kicking off um i saw a tweet i don't i don't know who it was but um saying that every show that starts with drive is a good show i won't say that that's entirely true but it is a good through line (laughs) um you know but it was uh it was a really really strong start um of course i think this is this is what I was trying to, to get across on Wednesday is just, I think it was a completely different energy reacting to the music that was presented. Yes, it was Friday, but also, um, you know, I feel like the guys really came out um, with a different level of comfort in an arena. Um, and that really showed. Um, and it was super cool. Uh, but yeah, that's all. That's all I have for now um i'm interested to hear what you guys think
3: we're we're, (laughs) Um, we're happy you made it
2: thank you thank you um and perhaps like you know i I was kind of just feeling like there was more energy in the room because there were so many more people uh like it was so packed in there yesterday and so that could have had something to do with it neil Uh,
3: neil Neil,
5: yeah i mean i I was like center field right in front of the 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 soundboard at that show and by the time SOS happened, I had like my elbows like and my hands like under my chin. It was so tight. Yep. And I was tweeting about it last night. I mean, at first it looked like everybody came down from their seats and just kind of jumped onto the floor. But then as the set went on, all the seats filled up and the place was just-I mean, there were yeah. so many people in there. It was bananas. Yeah. A lot of amazing energy out. though. And they
3: they they really picked songs, I think, that played to that kind of energy last night, you know, after the echo, just firing up that Rockdale, you know, and Rockdale doing what it does best, which is like, I think it was around 12 minutes, but just builds to peak after peak after peak, you know, Amazing. crowd was loving it as well. And then SOS, I think, you know, maybe caught some people by surprise on just like how much it blew up towards the end, you know, especially some unsuspecting, you know, Trey or Fish fans who aren't as familiar, but you know, that ending, you know, Euphoric jam section of Dawn just absolutely killed last night, but really, really amazing song collection.
4: Yeah, I don't know if you guys talked about it on the night one stream, but SOS was on the set list for night we one. It wasn't. It was skipped. Yep. So also on the set list for tonight, I don't know if you guys like don't want spoilers, but a cover by the band was on the set list last night that they skipped. I hope so you. I hope you're not talking about the song
0: out. that's not actually by the band, but everyone thinks it is, which is not no, fair. No, no, it's not. They that shouldn't song. do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, no. Right. Yeah. Please. Like. Please, like. Please. They shouldn't
3: <laughs> do it. Is it yeah. the jamier The jamier band cover? The ja- The good one. Yeah.
4: The good one. Not the, good, the one by whoa, the. Okay. the one by the. You know, asshole from Jersey.
0: There's one that's by the one of the greatest songwriters of the 20th century that people think is by the band, but it's not. RJ, I right, think you have another, that mistaken. Right.
4: That's the asshole from Jersey. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's for
0: another show. Uh, yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, someone asked me if you and I are the are the Trey and Rick of of jam band podcasting, and I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know what you think of that.
2: Me too. I'm not saying
0: it's true or false.
2: I, I
3: feel like that's a huge compliment, but you know, I, I...
0: it would be a huge compliment to me.
1: I can I'm jump sorry. on board. I can jump on board that.
0: <laughs> it's a diversion. I appreciate um, whoever whoever said that. Thank you. you that's, a hasty, that's pretty, a hasty take. I'm I know. It is. Ryan, forget that. By the way, that's gonna um, be right up every
5: podcast from here uh, to the end of time. Can All I? Right.
0: Can I say something though? Just about this. Watching this. Um. By the way, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Um, <laughs> love you, man. Can't wait to see you at a show. Um, So, (laughs) yes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like, Greg, I don't know, Greg and Joey, like, what your take is, but I feel like Rick has this, like, command of the stage this year that, like, you know, you guys have been seeing them a lot longer than I have, but I feel like even in 2019, he was a little more not, like, reluctant to, to shine or be the center. I just feel like he's, like, grown into this comfortable place of being, like, fully like when they're on stage not in the sit-ins but just during the goose sets like he's 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 really like become a powerful presence on stage like to the point where it's really like notable to me i don't know if you guys agree with that maybe it's always been that way to you guys but i'm just curious if you have a take on that
2: so i do i think uh i'm picking up on the vibe that you're putting down i think a big part of it actually though is how much the band has improved, like, individually and also as a unit. Um, So it's, like, I don't necessarily think it's him diving harder into a leadership role as much as, like, everybody's firing on all cylinders, and it makes it a lot easier to approach whatever you're performing with a different type of confidence when you know that kind of everything's firing all around you. Um, And... You know and, and in a certain type of way i think it is still like you know it's it's definitely discernible um but but you know part of it really i think just has to do with all of them communicating so well
3: i i i think that's a very astute observation we, we you know we, we talk a lot about the band being precise and like you know on tonight and yeah it's all of them are performing at an extremely high level every night and you know, it's really been evident even just in their sets, you know, how much fun they're having on this tour, you know, big smiles all around and especially when Trey's on stage, like, you know, I had a great view of, um, you know, Jeff facing towards where I was sitting last night and during that Arcadia jam, he just like ear to ear grin on his face, just having the best time. Um, And so it's just, yeah, it's a joy to watch them play at such a high level and also, you know, there, possibly, you know, there are a lot of people who are coming to these shows for Goose, like you can tell by the volume of the Goose before and in between songs and whatever. But there are definitely also a large number of people who are, who are either skeptical or just hadn't ever listened to Goose who are being exposed to them for the first time, and so they're coming out there. And you know, last night's set, I think, especially, kind of showed so many different sides of Goose's uh songbook you know you get like you get drive echo um rockdale for that like classic vesudo you know that that rockdale is like i feel like is the most Matt y song in the in the repertoire and i always think of like him singing it with vesudo when goose does it um and then you know sos with that crazy ending and then silver rising i think was the perfect um you know slower quote unquote song for last night you know even though it's still gets crazy at the end but just you know really showing off that amazing songwriting and amazing playing
0: i just i want other people to talk i just want to tell you guys i've said this on twitter a bunch i think silver rising is like top two or three goose songs yeah singing songwriting the concept it works so perfectly the vocal harmonies everything
2: isn't it called werewolf now (laughs) it's (laughs) a song about a werewolf it's a song so about a, a
0: song about a werewolf.
1: Oh, I'd I just think said, that's
0: doing it so much injustice to say it's a song about a werewolf. It's like a it song about totally, a werewolf. Yeah. You know, it's so much more than that. It is Greg, more than that, Greg. What do you feel about that take?
2: Um, so I I think I think that take is <laughs> like there's a through line, and that is that Vasudo played has played Drive, Echo, Rockdale, and SOS. Um, like those songs, all were kind of like crafted in their infancy in the vasudo days um and one thing you know is and even turbulence you know are all of our favorite opener like the songs now i think are coming to fruition in a way where 10 years ago when vasudo was playing them um they weren't quite there yet like i think Mm -hmm. the musicality um the experience on stage and so taking some time to revisit this stuff um with a fresh new look in an arena is probably super cool. But also like, I think they're starting to sound the way that the the guys had originally envisioned, if that makes sense.
5: Yeah, for sure. And like, I think last night it really showed that Goose, you know, we talked about this after Goose Miss, you know, Mm -hmm. would Goose's sound translate to an arena? And the way some of those songs hit last night, absolutely arena and it's it's funny greg when you say that all of these were written at shows with probably like 30 people at them right that's generous and yeah now they're playing them in front of what was it like six thousand last night yeah and, and yeah it, sos was was built for the that kind of arena it 100 I mean, so well yeah rockdale as well like yeah, the, yeah th- those two tunes with the way you
3: know they peak
5: yeah, for sure.
3: Is this? I think also tonight is Goose's first show where they're in a venue this size. Like they've got people behind them. You know, I, I don't know if they've. Played oh, that's there. right. Behind and the with, stage is open. With behind stage,
1: they weren't in February. Mohegan in
3: February, it it wasn't open. No, 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 and it, They're playing to the ten thousand seat sold out Mohegan Sun tonight, which is nuts. You,
0: but, you know, we're we're sort of witnessing this in real time, and I know you guys know Fish pretty well, like or, as well as I do, but like you know fish went through this this transition in 94 right yeah. where they like start they went from but they were still playing a club then a theater then an amphitheater then a club you know like but eventually they were playing arena rock and trey has talked about this i'm sure rick and and the band feels the same way like it's it's so much different to play for 50 people in a club than it is to play for 6000 people in an arena it sounds obvious but i just mean in terms of the song choices the way you actually play the instruments the effects the sound i mean i think it's a harder transition than people give it credit for but it seems like like Rockdale's an arena rock song right yeah. like yeah. but i i think their choices have been really good for these venues um but it does seem like they're getting to this point where now they're on these bigger stages and i don't know i, I don't know how much they're thinking about that but it does seem like a big it's a big part of uh kind of decision making about how you play
2: would you guys rather play a show in front of 50 people who know you the best on earth and can be judgmental uh, or 6,000 people that you don't know at all?
4: Well, it's like, do you have that competitive nature of like, maybe these people aren't the biggest enemy, but like, I'm going to get them by the end of this. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: It depends. It's like the challenge. That's how Trey was always. It was like we're we're gonna get these people on board. Yeah. And if not, they're coming along for the journey anyway. It's interesting. Yeah, we're gonna we're
3: gonna piss in their ears and they're gonna <laughs> like it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. No, yeah, what's
2: Entertainment the, yeah. Weekly? <laughs>
1: I think the I think the set list though as a whole, like last night was just if you just top to bottom, I sort of was raving about it. I mean song choice.
4: Yeah.
1: Um a little drive into echo had like certain different feels, sort of given some different Genres, Rockdale a little more blues heavy. I think that Trey and Rick have really sort of, mm-hmm. you know, jumped on together. The Wisteria Lane in particular had like sort of a Almond Brothers kind of guitar trading feel, and yeah. Um, so, I think that that was cool. And then yeah, obviously Silver SOS is just yeah, like we said, an arena song. It it it's giving a nice. That was a good taste of a lot of different big Goose songs. Obviously finishing with Lane and Arcadia. Um, but Silver Rising is like a chance, like we were saying. It is. I agree. It's a chance to shine, it's slow, um, vocal harmonies. Rick really stands out and has a moment where he's singing to a room full of people, you know. I, he's 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 got the voice for it that's for sure he's got the looks for it as we know we'll talk about that a little later some people eyeing him up maybe but... <laughs> yeah um,
3: your 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 you're, you're point about you know trey and rick just sounding so good together during that sit-in you know after last night i think i'm, I'm now looking for that in memory of elizabeth reed cover before the end i
1: seriously um, dude it
3: literally it, i it was listening trey and rick could just go and front the allman brothers now and
0: dude so, Almond's J- J- rad covered Elizabeth Reed last night in Philly. So, oh, wow. you know, maybe that's happening. Joey, go ahead. Yeah,
4: when uh, Rick was playing with Ram for the Phil Esch session, I kept thinking back to the Almond because they were doing this like overlapping trading solos that made it seem like they were trying to do that like Derek Warren thing. But I think, you know, it's difficult when it's the first time playing with somebody. So, obviously, there were some missteps, but there's sometimes they nailed it. That wisteria was like, Every Like, just one of them did a little riff, the other one was yeah. right on top of the harmony.
6: And they kind of yeah. kept that theme throughout, like, the collaborative songs last night. Yeah. They kept falling back to those kind of, you know, those harmonies, yeah, like, it... Allman Brothers sounding yeah, type thing.
1: Yeah. It was so yeah, natural,
6: it... the way they, like, traded off and then, like, naturally kind of came together for certain things. It was, like, it, like, brought tears to my eyes. I mean, it's easy for my eyes to tear up at a concert, but it was really, like... <laughs> <lovely. laughs> And just and just seeing Rick kind of like smile and like you know just be so much more animated and and then watching the rest of the band watch Rick and Trey, yeah. uh, it was really, um, yeah, it was just yeah. But yeah that constant theme like that Almond Brothersy, um, I think both jams kind of at different points like when Rick mm-hmm. sat in with. Uh, my yeah, the, he did. Yeah, yeah. And then when when <laughs> I'm so like present, like the least I don't remember the cellist unless I looked at it. But in both uh, collaborations, again like that theme and such different songs, but that theme kept kind of
4: yeah. There, was, back. there there was communication where, is insane. There's one point where Peter yeah. wasn't even playing piano; he was just like tapping his knees, just having the best time. Yeah, watching <laughs> it was, in, it was, in
6: the it Arcadia jam, yeah, uh, yeah. I saw. I, I think it was Peter who kind of queued it for everybody else to drop out. Right before, like that. Yeah, that was great. He he, he kind of cued everyone, and yeah, it It was. uh, It was just cool. It was cool to see that, too. uh, I mean,
0: Trey's always Trey. We talked about this the other day, Ryan. But Trey loves playing with other guitarists, and yeah, I mean, he dropped into that Wisteria jam so fast, and it was so like almonds. It was that's all I was thinking the whole time. It's like. It's the fucking Almond Brothers. This is so great. But <laughs> yeah. not in a way that like where fish jams sound like the Almond Brothers with Trey, just you know, it's sort of Trey One and, time, and Yeah, and Fish, you know. But um pretty amazing jam. Yeah, it I it seems do...
6: like oh sorry, no, go around.
0: No, no, you finished that thought I was going to No,
6: thanks. I was just gonna say that it also I mean, obviously, most of all of you know, you know, Trey better than I do, but I'm just thinking back to like you know, that Chicago, like the dead fifty thing, Trey was Um, I mean, I guess it's subjective, but I thought a lot more reserved and just like being Trey and like so respectful. And I almost wanted to be like, like play, come on, you know? And um, I mean, that was just my kind of perception. It It was so beautiful. But I think it seems like Rick and Trey are really kind of respectfully and naturally just pushing each other and like, you know, go for it. And it seems like neither of them are really like they're not stepping on each other's toes, but neither of them are also holding back at all. And like, it's really kind of cool to
5: see. Like... Yeah, Neil? Yeah, you know, one thing that I, I think I've noticed over these last two shows that I think is, like, sonically different than what happened at Radio City is that Rick's tone, and, and maybe this is just me, maybe it's in the boards, maybe it's in his rig, but his tone has beefed up to kind of match just how, mm-hmm. like, thick Trey's tone is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't really think of a better adjective for it than that. Um, but, yeah, like... I think at Radio City, he like Rick sounded like a little bit thin with Trey and it didn't sound nearly as good as it's sounding now, but their guitars sound so awesome together. Um, and like, that's not a thing that just naturally happens. Um, you know, it's maybe a massive coincidence. Maybe it's something Rick has thought about. But now when they're playing those twin lead things together, it, it just, you know, I don't want to do the it's peanut butter spot. and chocolate analogy, but it, <laughs> I mean holy shit it, it really is it's, it's but incredible. the
0: communication is just i mean the level of communication between them is just insane to watch i mean yeah, yeah. and I, I i just want to say one thing real quick i just watching the webcast if you watch the when when trey sits in with goose he's not ever looking at rick's hands he's not he's just staring at rick the whole yeah. time and it which is that's happened to me a couple of times, not on stage, but like in conversations with Trey and when he stares at you, it's intense, you know, <laughs> like, he really is focusing on what's going on. But, and then when, when they sit in with tab, they're sort of like watching what's happening musically. And I just think it's interesting because Trey's sort of like just running shit with his eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's clear that he's like just so locked in. It doesn't matter what notes or chords they're playing. He's just watching people's faces and it's, it's, it's intense but like really fucking crazy to watch. Yeah. yeah.
2: If, if Before, I can quote uh Bruce, yes. it's probably because Rick's jawline looks like he was chiseled from a limestone quarry. <laughs> I, uh, I, that yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I understand Damn. eye contact is great, but I think the jaw is sending back some vibes that are really allowing them to harmonize on guitar. Do you think
0: Trey is falling in love? <laughs> I mean
2: After yeah, strange you hear design. The design yeah, yeah. I
0: mean strange design definitely. I'm working seems on like a press release. I, I don't know.
3: It, it didn't I, it didn't seem like they were playing it for the audience. Like they were looking at each other.
4: Right. I was
0: yeah. just was sitting there. In the watching air. It. I was <laughs> like, oh my God. This is so <laughs> insane.
4: And I just want to put out into the universe cause Neil reminded me, I want them like, please just like maybe trade guitars for a song. That would be <laughs> really cool.
5: Like
3: eh, eh. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Rick's gotten a bit of Languedoc time at uh, soundtrack. That's it. I want to see like how we would play yeah. it. I don't know. And also Trey playing Risk guitar.
4: How that would sound.
3: Yeah, I, I I think you know, it's also tone is tone is in the fingers, um, so you know, it would still sound very much like Trey and Rick. But yeah, I would love to see Rick playing uh, the Languedoc before. We go to talk about the tab set. Can we have a brief interlude where we go to the the children' correspondence? Uh, they're behind RJ. Do we have, do we have any opinions about the goose set or the tab set? Anything about last night's show that want to be shared from any of them? Tell
0: it. Tell us. Tell us what you thought about that concert we watched earlier today. Which one? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> nice. the, first, the first one. Never- the wrong one. Remember when Trey was playing with that other guy? He's still writing up his recap. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that, that was great. Now now we you know
2: as Did we talk about wisteria. Network, wisteria or Arcadia? Oh, Almond right. Brothers, well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Arcadia, I mean, you. Brother, you know, that was a lot better than the Arcadia at Radio City. Yeah, yeah. it's what oh, Greg.
0: Well, actually, all you guys who were there like, or, or who are watching. Better, I agree. Do you think that the improv has improved from night one to night two? I mean, can you can you see evolution in terms of how they're oh, playing? Totally. Or do you think it, Greg, go totally. ahead. Totally.
2: Yeah, I, 100%. I mean, I think it's just one, probably just having a little bit more time to re- rehearse because there is pro- a lot less rehearsal than people think um for this tour. But then also you know, after night one, I think they just, they have such a feel for the direction that they're going. And it's the jaw, like I said, Um, but like (laughs) really, really it's, you know, over time by show five, I can only imagine that, that these bands will stay together forever. Love is just just not, not separate.
5: Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I I think actually night one in, in terms of pure improv actually had the better jam in that All I Need. I think last night, at least for me, it felt like a lot of just guitar solos and kind of like this back and forth kind of like ribbon thing, which is a very different thing than improvisation. Um, And I was thinking to myself a couple of times, like this is cool, like this twin lead thing that they're doing and this kind of dogfight thing that's going on. But I was also wondering when somebody would kind of step back and maybe play rhythm guitar for a bit, and then allow somebody to explore a theme and then maybe pick up on it. Because that did happen in All I Need in Portland, Mm -hmm. but it it didn't feel like it happened at all last night. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens going forward um, in terms of, you know, where their comfort zones become, because they're still Mm -hmm. feeling each other out as musicians. And I think they are playing together a bunch. Ryan and I ran into Marta Getty um, before we recorded today. And she was saying like, they have been playing together. Like a um, lot
3: every day, yeah.
5: Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the more comfortable mm-hmm. they get with each other as musicians, I think we might see more of that, like, actual improvisation, right? Because there are just two categories there. Like, yeah. You know, there's guitar solos, and then there's, you know, making type completely, like, mm-hmm. type two jamming, which yeah. I, I think there will be some, and I'm psyched about it.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there, Neil. Um, it also felt like there was a different in intention Last night in the sit in, you know, in Portland, it felt like, you know, like, hey, we're going to bring Trey on stage and we're we're going to jam this out for 20 minutes, you know, making a statement here last night. It felt like they were like, okay, we're just going to get up here and we're going to just, you know, shred and it's going to be awesome. I think that kind of reflected the energy of the room last night, too. I think that's exactly what the right move was, um, given the energy of the room last night, though. I do hope, you know, tonight and over the rest of the tour, we do see more of that. You know deeper improvisational side. I think based on the strength of that, all I need, and as they get more comfortable with each other, they're going to be some incredible jams as the tour goes on. You know, depending on the song selection, whether they're going to repeat, like are we going to see, you know, in a couple more shows, like in Moon, are they going to do all I need again? Um, or are we going to see that no repeats through eight shows? So, I, you know, I'm excited to see that as well. It's also interesting to note. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we're two shows in, and they have played zero songs from Dripfield. Yes, but, you know, have we gone two shows, you know, since maybe the spring without uh, seeing any songs from the album? Like
1: probably not. That's especially
3: yeah. like you know, Born and Hunger Sight has been getting so much play recently, and I think you know, you know yeah. I, are, are we gonna are we gonna do that again? Or are, are they gonna come heavily into rotation? Or are we gonna see you know them focusing on other areas of the catalog? So.
4: Yeah, Ryan, why are you asking us? That's your job, to know. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us when the last time they did
0: that. Well, Ryan today told me that a specific version of Rockdale that I love fell out of his top 64 jams a couple, uh, a couple months is it ago. In so. here
5: too? It, it is in mine. You're out of your mind. It's, uh, it's I, was hoping
0: that, I was hoping it was a joke, in, but I don't think it was. It's in the lower really- echelon. Of- Which one? The Cleveland?
1: No, the, the Nashville. Nashville Rockdale. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, they've all, it's the, they've...
5: the perfect example of the song in my opinion so i'm with you rj um we can gang up on ryan on the internet and by the way yeah, by yeah, the way you know just to,
0: to the point i made earlier about being about the songs like my kids will sing fish songs like especially the ones that tom wrote that have like you know great hooks and whatnot but they will walk around and say going down to the Rockdale." yeah i'm gonna lay we're gonna lay it all down for you they'll Listen. do that all the time do you want to sing Rockdale for them or not how does it go sorry anyway sorry listen listen cleveland rockdale is like very
3: much at the top of my list like it's it's very up there so i just i'm I'm sorry that
0: was a diversion i'm sorry
3: not the biggest nashville guy but you know tangents are tangents are great tangents are what we do
2: (laughs) they've only played one song from moon cabin so i think that's also a testament to the depth (laughs) of the catalog um you know like also, that's a good. That's a good humble yeah. brag, Greg.
0: Oh no, who are like, they did it. it.
2: They did it.
1: Right. You know, yeah. do, you, do you happen to know the
4: PR guy for this band?
0: I love like, it. I think it's a great call. I think it's a great call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: one of the, one of I the uh, sit-ins I really want is a Jive Lee and a, like Jive Two Jive Lee. I think can oh, really, yeah. really rip on. So would, so would that guess.
6: makes me wonder. Like that makes me wonder. I mean, obviously they're pros and they can like get through any changes. It's not like they. But that kind of makes, that thought makes me wonder if, like, they do kind of speak ahead of time about collaborations, because, like, Jive, uh, you know, the Jives aren't just simple, you know, one key types of songs. And obviously Trey is a master, and, like, he was up there just, like, on the spot at Radio City for songs that weren't, like, the most simple songs. And obviously he can get through anything, but I wonder if... Like that just makes me wonder if they really do. Like, if they were to decide to kind of collaborate on one of the jives, yeah,
4: it, seemed, um, it seemed like Night One Pancakes. He was like figuring it out the whole thing. Yeah, way through. and of and, that, and, even, jam, and
6: even Pancakes was a little bit more of like a repetitive, straightforward. Um, yeah. So I wonder if they they do kind of if they practice them and then, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't know why I made that comment. It's just in, I'm so curious. I think that's really about the process. It's a,
0: it's a good point, and I do think. I mean it seems like Trey is very focused on getting things right during the Mm sit-ins. And during the Goose sit-ins with Tab, it just is like pure joy. Like everyone's just like smiling and having a good time. And I feel like Trey is more, a little bit more like he was at Radio City. He like, he wants to get it right. And he wants to play the songs in the right way. And he's staring at Rick, like trying to figure out what to do next. And I feel like the Tab, it's interesting. The sit-ins seem totally different to me. The One is like, Let's be focused on the music and deep, go deep. And then the tab yeah. stuff is just like, let's everyone have a blast and, and yeah. just be super happy. I
6: also think something that may play into that or not, I don't know, is the fact that, you know, like a lot of like the band members are Fish fans. And so they already know a lot of these songs so well. And like,
4: Peter's right. been practicing that page Wolfman's part like forever. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, uh,
6: and I handed it to Liz and Rick. Get the gets Yeah,
3: that was great. Um, well, you know, talking about the tab set last night, I thought overall it was a much stronger set, at least energy and flow wise than uh, in Portland. You know, in Portland, it definitely felt like a bit of a dip, you know, them following Goose. But last night, um, you know, it felt like they came on, they, they were swinging for the fences. You know, I really, you know, again, where I was sitting, I was really dialed in on Desron and, you know, his playing last night. And the, the rhythm section is just so good he's such an incredible bass player you know from that Came in Review opener immediately like i i love that song it was the first tab song i saw live at my first tab show which was almost 10 years ago um this january um but I can't believe that you were
0: like four, you were like 4 it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> i had just turned 12 okay okay sorry sorry i i turned 22 <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> i know it's not a good joke it wasn't a good joke i'm sorry yeah. it was good it was, um, it was good it was, it was good. 12 it was not 30. 4 you know
4: Ryan, what are you asking for for your birthday, Chef?
3: Uh, a Moby. I, I've been, ah, I've been I like for a, lo- a very long time. That is the that is the top of my list. Goose song that I would love to see live, and you know that that's all. It's you a know. good thing the whole band is listening to this right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I'm I'm just grateful that I get to I see them on my birthday because you know Fish never plays in mid November. Um, and last year Goose was in Texas on my birthday, so I'm incredibly happy that.
0: When's yeah. your birthday, Ryan? Tomorrow. So we all know. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Shit. All right. Yeah, so mine's Monday. Tom... If
4: anyone you know cares.
0: Monday. So we got Tom. <laughs> Tom's birthday today. We yeah. Got Ryan oh, tomorrow. Joey Monday. Yeah. Well, I didn't like... want
4: to say it in front of your parents, Ryan, but we're Valentine's Day babies. That's what it is. There's a million mid-November <laughs> birthdays. <Yeah>. Nine <laughs> months ago was Valentine's Day.
0: Tom's Tom's wife's birthday is the same day, so they're both 11-12 uh, and I yeah. think that's probably the case for them. Absolutely, love is in the uh, air, like we're love, saying. Love is in the <laughs> air. What, um, Greg? What? What do you think is next in terms of the 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 Trey sit in, and and do you think they're going to mix it up? My wife was asking me that today when we were watching the stream from last night. She's like, "Is it going to mm-hmm. be just Trey every night?" And I'm like, "I don't think so." Um, but oh, what, I, what's your take?
2: I think they're going to mix it up. Um, I mean. They're definitely going to mix it up, you know. There, there was like, a tweet
3: from Jeff last night where he said he was very excited right. to play sax with James today. So,
2: yep, yep. I mean, it's so I, I think they're definitely going to mix it up. It's this limited amount of time, you know. they're these songs are complicated. There are a lot of changes, and I think when they do mix it up, they really want to do it the right way. Um, and one thing I can say too is like, I think that there's a lot of integrity and not showing up and having the tab horns and rick play any songs thus far that they played during the fill and friends run you know it's like because i feel like they did some awesome stuff together but like to kind of step away from that and really focus on this i think the intentionality and learning material is there and so um i don't know i mean i don't know anything that's gonna happen i I barely know
3: i feel like we've heard that uh, I, I,
2: I think we're i think but it would be
1: we'd be we'd be kidding ourselves if we're not queuing up for a hot tea or an arrow with the horn section i mean like right right seems like it yeah that's, exa- I, that's exactly
6: what i was doing. i mean cool I,
1: yeah exactly and I, I love that style that's like i love the the slowed you know tea style that Dripfield had um yeah there we go so I think there's going to be a couple. So there's got to be some horn tracks coming in. I would love to see Jeb on t- on stage with Tab, though. Let Jeb. It's gonna, it, up. it
0: seems like it's maybe going to happen. I, what, what if? What about Trey and, and Rick just looking into each other's eyes, playing slow ready? Do you think, do you like I think you would have something sticks. to say.
1: Or, yeah, we could, we're going to play waste no. together. Where, where wait. are they going to play what? waste together?
2: <laughs> if they do slow, slow ready stage. together, could happen.
3: Does Trey hmm. get an auto tune pedal?
2: He should. It's a modulator
1: it's <laughs> not answering day. the question greg it's, it's not taboos, a taboos tour until trey's on a, on the modulator until we get trey on the modulator
6: also just in terms of rick and trey looking each other in the eyes i would someone mentioned that they haven't like played, i guess this is irrelevant because it's just my opinion but uh i can someone mentioned that they haven't played any uh drip field songs yet i can only imagine just like the collaboration being on like a ballad, like Born, and kind of like that Bliss Jam song, something like that. Or like, I could just, yeah, I guess I, that's I, it. But it, I could just, I would love just like a ballad. I'm a sucker for soft songs. 726?
2: So song. Yeah. Whoa. Somebody said that last nice night.
4: That. Yeah. But when they whipped out the acoustic guitars, RJ, I was thinking about the live podcast they did with you where they covered a couple of fish songs and that Birds of a Feather. So yeah, uh, like a fast acoustic
0: oh, yeah. would be. Uh, I mean, be Brian, and Brian, Brian and Robert, Robert Brian and Robert, Robert Yeah, Great vocal, vocal harmonies. Great vocal um, harmonies.
3: So what? What, what do about why like, pray out to Colorado in December for the Arevalo tour? Is that one? What, yeah.
2: what do you mean, we? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> we as in the community collectively?
1: No,
2: know. no. I yeah, I just that would, um <laughs> yeah, Arevalo with with Trey would be incredible. But I think. Like I want to hear also, just some like gross delay pedals, just tiptoe into kind of like, you know, biscuits territory. Like let's get a little creatures and into the mist and just get out there, uh, yeah. and see what happens. You're saying one of the fat one of those songs with Trey, kind oh, of the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Delay Trey. Everyone talks about delay that. Right? Trey.
0: Yeah, I mean Trey was having fun with the the pedal. Like he's getting more comfortable with just going in with the effects, right? So. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be great um, on a fish on a fish note real quick. I just want to say, I, I think I've officially um, come around to the fact that I think steam is a better song with tab than it is with fish because of mm-hmm. the, because of the vocal harmonies with the, with Jen and Nat. I mean, it's so awesome when they have the, like the backing. And of course with fish, it's like paid, you know, whatever. It's all good, but like, it's a great tab song. Um, with horns and 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 the female backing vocals
4: yeah they make it a little scarier it has that like ghostly feel of like the woo woo like i'm not i'm not gonna sing the backups but yeah also speaking of their vocals it'd be cool to hear jen Hartswick sing a goose song i mean as long as we're just throwing out wishes why not just get the
6: harms just get those harms
4: What, what
3: song are you looking
4: for joey I was honestly hoping for like an arcade. I was thinking back when we were talking about it, the Pizza in the Park Arcadia from 2019. I think it's June 15th, where there was a trumpet that like Rick mm-hmm. trading solos. As long as there's a trumpet out there to solo, might as well throw Jen a line. You know, maybe get Natalie out there, do another line, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Any of the songs.
0: I mean, In Your Eyes or, or Slow Ready, like they did oh, yeah. the Greek with Lucius. Yeah. How about Maish Kanada? with Natalie singing in Portuguese. Oh, yes. Natalie, there we yeah, go. what a call, Natalie. Oh, I'm an ideas I mean. guy here. I'm
4: hoping, I'm hoping for so. a 1977 at some point. So.
0: I can't believe, I, I know they're all watching both bands, the whole band, they're, they're <laughs> crowded they're around they're one gathered, laptop. They're going, right. How they're did like, we
3: not think
2: of this? <laughs> the phone. I'm, I'm the looking phone. at the <laughs> schedule right now and I can guarantee you they it's are about this
5: all singing. the time. We know they were watching last night because I said I'd really like to see a Wisteria with Trey. Uh, and we got uh, our pod gets results, and I also said there would be a ghost, and there was a ghost, so I mean, I mean, clearly that's, that that's why we started
0: this, yeah, they're, they're into it, yeah, yeah. Chances <laughs> a long con for requests, you know, <laughs> that's everyone hoping for a
3: 5877. I think that's a pretty
0: good
3: <laughs> a good prediction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so Ryan, what what is the um, so okay, first of all, the strange design that we talked about that, it was so beautiful what a what a like beautiful little yeah. kind of place there but i think the wolfman's llama first tube from the first night was a better set of of goose Simmons, playing with yeah. tab um i don't know what you guys think but what what was your take on that whole like just the the segment that was a sit-in
3: they they you know it, it felt like the goose sit-in with tab was a little bit underutilized last night like you know as, as we mentioned earlier like the tab sit-in is more of just like, we're going to get out there and we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, that definitely happened last night. Like the blaze on was so fun with like everybody on percussion and then Ciro taking it into that, you know, drum, you know, stomping outro thing as they walked off stage, which was so cool. Um, But yeah, I I feel like, again, similar with Trey going in on Wisteria and Arcadia and not, you know, taking it into crazy type two territory like they did with All I Need in Portland. I think back on the Steam. You know, in Blaze On, they were just focusing on having a good time with each other. And and they did. And that, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, you know, again, we focus a lot on on improv and jamming being the measure of what makes a show amazing. But this was also just again, it's such a joy to see them having such a great time on stage. And so if they want to go out there and do that, like do it. It's still seeing, you know people from some of my favorite bands playing together like and you got to remember night one was also like a
4: big surprise too so the energy was like oh my god they're coming out what are they going to do so like that in a way added a level to how excited we were night one but i do agree that night one like that slow llama was so good like the sit-in just killed but that strange design with that one line of can i bring a few companions with me on this
6: the whole place
4: went nuts. I don't know if it came through on the screen. On the screen, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it such a nice moment. Also, yeah,
6: Trey was... saying that when uh, they were backstage and he mentioned and like he asked uh, Rick how old he was and Rick was yeah. like, "I was four. Yeah, I was four. <laughs> 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 I think with the collaborate, you, you were. Yeah. while, I was like a month old. Yeah. Um, but I also think with the, like the collaborations, I think, uh, Goose coming out like the first night, like I think it's again, it plays into kind of like their goals, like. Goose coming out with a bass player and a percussionist and, you know, du- kind of double instruments is, a, of course, a lot harder to kind of, I guess, figure out as opposed to, like, if it was just Rick um, and just Peter on, like, you know, on Wolfman's or, um, but yeah, just things I've been thinking about, like, it, just, you know, also, finding a place for Trevor both nights was, you know, yeah.
4: double bass first too was pretty sweet. They gave I him the shaker. Yeah.
1: That was yeah, cool. I think so. At least,
6: at least so far, <laughs> Trey sitting in with Goose has been, I think, a lot in terms of planning and and instruments has been a lot, um, like easier in a sense than like having yeah. multiple band members but way more, Goose coming out. But way
0: more out there in terms of improv. Like it's created this yeah. really cool, but but like yeah, less. It's just like. He learns three chords and then he jumps in and it turns into a 20 minute jam, which is amazing. Uh, yeah. Someone, one of my friends who's not a good, not familiar with Goose texted me last night and was like, I think the bass player would be happier just being backstage and then like shaking that shaker. Somebody,
4: <laughs> I think
3: it's just like, somebody drew the comparison to that, uh, like the Bob Dylan from uh, We Are The World or whatever it is. <laughs> I think Trevor looked happier.
0: <laughs> uh right well it's just he just you know he doesn't have a lot of expressions uh on stage he does a lot of expressions in general though in my in my experience he's a great dude um i gotta say and, and greg maybe you have some thoughts on this but i was during the wisteria jam i was just sort of um observing like how much peter has excelled at playing the keys over the past few years like Mm -hmm. the fills and ryan you know this stuff better than i do but like just the fills he's playing and the it was like really impressive he looked like a lifelong keys player player. Um, i
2: mean yeah that and sos too you know yeah. Yeah. um, i always say that like moving out is my barometer for peter's growth (laughs)
6: um
2: you know which i think also would be a super cool cover but yeah um the level of comfort he has on stage playing at this level with these musicians on keys is absolutely incredible. Um, And, you know, I think part of this, there's so much confidence that it takes to, you know, like you can get to a certain level with an instrument. I have a lot of dusty instruments in this room. There's even keys. Um, And I do my best Peter all the time, but I like would, there's so much confidence that you need to be able to just step out and do it. Um, and I remember when he sat in with cheese at Red Rocks, he played je- jellyfish and this was pretty early on in his keys journey. And I was like, Oh, it's like, is he ready for this? And he just rose to the occasion. Um, And I think one thing about Peter is like, I don't know very many people who feed off the energy of the crowd. Like he does, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Um, like he, you know, he'll have that mirror in front of him mm-hmm. for a reason. And it's just so mm-hmm. like, while he's doing this thing, he can see how people are reacting and that's, it's a beautiful thing. I like to play music without anyone around. That is <laughs> my best. Yeah.
6: Right. <laughs> am oh, sorry. Oh,
0: sorry. Go, go ahead, Tamara.
6: No, I'm so sorry. I was just going to say, kind of like off, just in terms of like, obviously, I'm still relatively, a, you know, a, a young goose fan comparatively. So I can't speak as much to the growth. I mean, there's been growth since I've, you know, been a fan. But in terms of just confidence, I remember I had a, um, a lesson. I was lucky enough to have a lesson with Peter once uh, during like quarantine when they were doing those. And um, it was more kind of, it was less musical. I mean, I guess like technical, it was more kind of just mindset. And um, I was talking to him about kind of just, you know, his thought process going into um, going into like just situations. And if his attitude kind of helps him play well, or does he need to kind of start playing well first in order to kind of, and, uh, he, he just said something, like, I was kind of also Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That was a little scary. Um, lost my train, thought.
1: You were talking about how either he has to start oh, playing yeah, well sorry. or the energy. So,
6: yeah, thank you. I mean, a lot of it, I think, is natural for him. But he said one thing that just stuck with me, and I use it in life in, like, all situations. And I think it really speaks to, like, kind of his attitude. He said – I honestly don't even know what, I think the context was, like, um, I don't know, just, like, showing up in a, in a musical, you know, situ, a jam situation where there's any pressure. And he said at one point, um, when I show up, I am, um, of course, now that I'm, like, speaking, he goes, I'm unapod- unapologetically me. It's what he said. He said, wherever I go, when I show up, I'm unapologetically me. and uh, And just kind of how that attitude, like, He's just gonna play, and um, you know, I just this this is Peter. We had like a a lesson, and and I've been using that just in life, and it was just like to kind of, and he says he really does that, and I just since I've heard him say that, and hearing people like Greg and like all of you who like know him obviously better and can speak more to his kind of like progression, like technically, it's cool to kind of just hear him talk about how he thinks about it, and it just really, I don't know, like just I'm.
4: You don't dance like that during slow ready. Yeah, like, having, I am unapologetic. No like, like,
6: I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to do me and whatever happens, happens. But like, I'm me and that's that. And like, you know, it was just a yeah. cool thing to kind of, and then Amazing. hearing all of your perspectives is just.
3: Thank you, T- Tamara. Thank you for being uh, like an, an unannounced, very special guest today. Yeah,
0: really.
6: Thanks amazing. for letting me. Yeah, I'm like, am I talking too much? Like, no. We got it. We <laughs> got to get you back on again. Cool. That, was, this is that was amazing.
3: Thanks for sharing uh, your perspective. Also, just in case anybody who's watching, who's watching, still hasn't uh, seen the news, tonight's show will be starting at seven fifteen, not seven forty five, as per an announcement on Goose's social media um, about an hour and a bit ago. You skeptical,
2: Greg. Uh, You're so. going to listen to them about the time. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, yeah that that sounds that sounds that looks to be correct.
6: Yeah, looks I, I feel me. like it's supposed <laughs>
4: to be like it, they changed it to seven, but realistically, it's 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 to, it it's to lower it's like your seven thirty, but seven forty-five.
2: I think it's I think if I recall correctly, it's always um, Mohegan has like you know rigid more rigid protocol I think than anywhere. Um got get out there and gamble. Uh but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, they, they need to get telling me we
4: we're just sitting at a table at the beginning of this, and then we had to drop out some guys, some guys like, Yeah, we need to, this table, we need to take this table. I was like, All right, we set up, went over somewhere else, and now the table's just sitting there empty again. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. Should have given you the <laughs> but... Great Beyond banner.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: right. yeah. Um so Mohegan Sun, special place. In Connecticut, mm-hmm. like kind of, and I, I'm, the, I'm the same age as all the guys. And the casino opened probably when we were all in elementary school. So Mohegan and Foxwoods had these like crazy marketing campaigns, which I realized were really appealing to children. Um, because <laughs> I like saw these, and I was like, "Man, I can't wait to you know go to Mohegan Sun." Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so like I have seen so many different concerts there, um, and. You know, there's like the really well-known venues, the Meadows, um, formerly like the New Haven um, Civic Center, um, New Haven Coliseum, Hartford Civic Center. And, you know, Mohegan just kind of has emerged and and had really, really good music over time and almost become, uh, like I'd say, a pretty legendary place in Connecticut. Um, And it's it's super cool that they're going to be able to take this stage again, um, this time with Trey. Uh, but it's a pretty—it's a pretty incredible thing. If you're like bouncing around pre-show, ask any Connecticut natives if they can like remember the Mohegan commercials or sing the song from Foxwoods. Like, you'll get a lot of answers.
5: Do you want to sing? It for <laughs> yeah, you oh,
2: got it. I'm not even gonna try that. So that <laughs> oh, no, I'll, like yeah, okay. I'll um maybe I'll do it for socials later. I'll I want to hear it, it
0: right now. Come on, Greg. All right.
2: Pop the cork, make it happen, spin the wheel, fingers, fingers snapping. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Uh, there's a lot more. Life is <laughs> good. Yeah. Life is good. Life is sweet. <laughs> Grab yourself a you, rosy. Oh, yeah, man. there's more. I love it. There's more. Yep. Love it. So uh <laughs> Maybe I'm. Maybe I'll sit <laughs> in today. I'll
3: do that. <laughs> you're, so, so you're telling me we're gonna have a Greg Knight freestyle on the Mohegan Sun jingle tonight? That's.
2: I'm gonna that sing happens. the cheesy jingle. <laughs> there will be no rapping.
6: I did see Jay here, uh, so, Deep yeah. Lakesburg. So I don't know. It, it does sound like something special is gonna happen, Greg. I don't know.
2: Amazing. Earlier
3: start time. You never know. So you
0: never know. We'll,
6: Fifteen we'll minutes of rapping.
3: We'll
0: epic. Back epic. I mean epic venue, you guys are all go Daniel, you're not going. Greg, are you going? You're in your ho- you're at home. I'm not going. I'm okay, not going so-
2: I'm not going. I have wait, to rest up. Wait. I have to rest up for your birthday party. I gotta oh. blow up all the
0: balloons. Yeah, oh, good. Are point.
3: you gonna be in Glass Falls tomorrow?
2: I think I am.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think so. Do you guys, yeah. uh, Greg, do you remember do you remember at uh at the Westville Bowl when we were blowing up balloons backstage yes. during the show?
2: Which is not I a mean, euphemism. Oh Jam, yeah. no, <laughs> You're right. we were actually blowing up. Into,
0: like suddenly during no. set break. I'm like, I'm, I'm in charge of blowing up balloons, and I'm like right, I almost mean, passed out. Yeah. yeah, that basically.
2: was um, and then they found that like kind of inflator thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> that's a good thing to have. Anyway, so that's um, why I'm
2: that's why I'm home because I'm, I have a room full of balloons for Ryan
0: tomorrow. Oh, thank you, <laughs> I so appreciate it. Ryan, what else do we need to cover?
3: I, I think you know we we've covered everything we need to about last night and then some. I you know some really solid tangents on today's episode and I hope I hope as the tour goes on our our collective you know I feel like we're all kind of very ADHD type podcasters <laughs> where we just kind of go wherever. So I, I'm I'm looking forward. I to take offense to, to that. <laughs> it's type two. Consider myself it's type very two, two podcasting. Thank you. Right. Greg, I, I think you yeah. I think you coined that when you were on We Move Through Weather. But,
2: <laughs> but, but going type two the whole time, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's you know, by by the time we, we we're recapping Reading, it's gonna be like a two and a half hour episode where we're talking let's about do movies, it. like
0: let's do it. I can't right, wait. I can't wait pleasure. to see these can't it's wait to pleasure. see these shows. But as Ryan, someone who
6: usually is listening to all of you speak, I will say you guys always make it back. Thank you. you do you always make it back
3: we, we always find the song again
0: <laughs> you got to finish cause... the song you know
6: exactly
3: exactly um so you know it, it's a pleasure as always uh podcasting with you lovely people uh excited to do it again tomorrow um and then the day after that and then you know six more times over the next week and a half which is very exciting um, unbelievable so it's you know, going so nice and fast, fast those of you watching who are there tonight uh if you see neil myself tamara joey say hi um if you are at home uh like greg or uh
2: bruce too yeah bruce
3: Bruce, you know (laughs) bruce needs his time to recuperate for sure
2: um
3: but yeah if you guys are at home uh you know enjoy the webcast uh we'll see you back here tomorrow
2: one quick thing too. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. That was a perfect outro. <laughs> that was great, yeah. but <laughs> um, you know, Conscious Alliance is on tour. Yes, this whole tour, um, doing art that feeds. So if you donate twenty non-perishable food items or make a suggested cash donation, mm-hmm. which fluctuates by person, I guess. No, uh, like you get a limited edition tour poster. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're generally outside the main entrance of every venue. I'm not exactly sure where that is. Um at Mohegan. Maybe that was the table they that they are. needed, Joey. Um, we, we had, we had
4: someone it. ask us if we were Conscious Alliance.
2: We no. we <laughs> got it, go it. Go. got it, got it. Okay, so find Joey and give him uh, all your, all your uh, cans. <laughs> <your camp>. <laughs> um, but seriously, providing meals for families in need. We're going into the holiday season. Very, very important thing. Another thing. Um, Joey doesn't have Instagram. We need more content for our Instagram, so we're running a contest, prizes involved, to get the best picture of Joey on the rail today. Oh, so,
3: is is someone like Jay Blakesburg eligible?
2: Um, I can let him know.
4: Yeah, to, yeah. If it, okay. yeah. I was just about to say, if it's as good
3: as the elephant group video you took,
4: right?
2: It's an amateur <laughs> photographer contest. Yeah, so, yeah, Jay, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll the the see if, if Jay the will the be bell. a judge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in charge of the prizes, Greg? Is it Doe or is it you? <laughs> not I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send me a all self-addressed right, stamped off. envelope.
0: <laughs> and perhaps.
6: Yeah, guys, um, gonna be a stick of
0: after tonight, we're going to be 37.5% of the way through this tour. Which it feels like we're, we're almost at the halfway point. And um, I just I hope you guys all have a blast, those of you who are going. I, I mean, I know you will. It's not really going to be hard. But um, this is amazing. Oh yeah. Really oh minute. and
3: I totally forgot Megan uh, who unfortunately couldn't join us today will be at the show tonight so if you see her say hi and I think she'll be with us tomorrow to recap. Okay. If you
0: if, if you can find her she's one of the top 5 people to see a, a show with uh, that I've found in my 40 years of show going or so. So just, you know, look out for her.
3: Find Megan. All right, nice. All right. Well, everybody enjoy the show tonight. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow.
0: All right. Happy early
2: birthday, Ryan.